Space Game. Today's show is going to be a little different from how we usually handle things. Uh, we're talking about a very serious subject as involving sexual grooming. Now, if you don't know what that is, that is basically when a person abuses and uses uh, a younger person, an older person abuses a younger person into doing things um, sexually or sending pictures, sending phones. It can happen. It happens a lot online and it can happen in person as well. As well. It could be a family member. You just never know. We're going to get into all of that inside of the episode on the other side of the intro. So we'll see you on the inside. Yo, Space Gang, welcome to a brand new episode of the BK Space Show. I am your host, the BK Space, and I am here with my very lovely co-host, Nova Kane. Baby. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, how y'all doing today, Space Gang? Excuse the hat. It's hat day here at the show. It's impromptu <laughs> hat day. Uh, your boy, my, my hairline is returning, and you know, I can't let y'all see. Hey, young. I can't let y'all see me ball up uh, like half unballed. So, it's not happening. I had to. <laughs> had to put a hat on today and, and Nova Kane decided to follow suit and I yeah I just was like let me put on my hat too shoot and, 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 and you got the door is that no those are hoops right yeah yeah hoops I like hoops I think like they're so cool it's like the most Afrocentric thing ever yeah yeah I didn't feel like doing my um my throat too so I was like when I saw you with your hat I was like shoot perfect I still got my little bush back there, but you know. I see you looking good, girl. You looking good. So, <laughs> I know you heard the intro, and I know you seen the posters that we've been posting like all week for this show. So mm -hmm. you know what's happening on the show now. Yeah. But before we get into all of that, do me a favor and head over to www.thebkspadeshow.com where you can get blogs, all the shows, every episode, video and audio. You know what I'm saying? And head over to Apple Podcasts so you can go on over there, listen to the show, and give us a review and some scars on that review. Starvers. Uh, Nova, tell them why they got to go over there to the Apple Podcast. Space Gang, you already know what time it is. Go over to Apple Podcasts and leave those ratings leave those re those reviews we are still in the competition to get into the top 250, top 250. ratings right. top 250 space gang i know we could do it we just need your help so head over to apple podcast listen to some episodes you know sign leave your ratings for I can you leave ratings for each episode? I don't even have I Apple, mean, but you know do it anyway. Every time you if you can, episode, just leave leave a rating for each one. Yeah, so <laughs> and we we need you, Space Gang, and also we say we need the written reviews as well, so we know which direction to go next. That's right. We need to know which way to grow. So, so grow. Which way to glow? All of that. No, okay. So I was surfing the internet. Like, mm -hmm. as i do because i'd be bored sometimes mm -hmm. and um i come <laughs> i came across a, a weird article well it's not really okay it's kind of weird so there's was it like, weird, weird 
<laughs> there's a, basically a hard drive for DNA. Whoa. I mean, they say storage, but you know. Snap. Yeah, it's it's beginning. The humanoid robot apocalypse, I guess. Oh, snap. Space gang, y'all already know how I feel about these conspiracy theories. <laughs> Bruh, the zombies and the robots at the same time. Right, right. So Zombies. All right, so robot. Before, a zombie robot? No, nah, I'm not here for it. <laughs> before uh, Abraham Linkler. Anyway, before we get too deep into the conspiracy circle of things, uh, I got an article from Yahoo. <laughs> this is uh, June 10th, 2021. And mm -hmm. it's titled, DNA Data Storage Alliance publishes first white papers. If you don't know what that is, that's like when they have big scientific um, achievements, uh -huh. something new has been created or, you know, that type of thing. They do uh -huh. white papers, so they like a dissertation type of thing. And mm, okay. I'm not going to go too deep into this. You can read it. I just told you where to go is Yahoo News. Uh -huh. uh, on this uh, paper here, it says the DNA, well, on this article, it says the DNA Data Storage Alliance, an, organi an organization of more than 25 leading companies formed by Twist Bioscience Corporation, Illumina Inc., and Western Digital, together with Microsoft Research. Today announced its first white paper titled Preserving Our Digital Legacy, an Introduction to DNA Data Storage. So buckle up, you guys. They can now store data. And I, I have seen people talk about this, like on TikTok and stuff, and they're freaked out about this. But every human advancement we ever had, there's always a group of us that's like, well, wait a minute. Right? So, but how do you actually feel about this? Well, they've already been collecting the data, you know. There's, they already have a tracking device on us with the, secu with the social security number. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. But the fact that there's actual human DNA that is in a database on well, a hard drive. Well, I mean, technically, a lot of our DNA is somewhere in a database anyway. Oh, right? you're right. Think about how many times you go to the doctor and get your blood taken, right? Blood taken, hospital runs. Um, yeah. I'm giving blood to Blue Cross. Uh, when you donate Cross, right? blood. Yeah. yeah. So, plasma. Uh, we're, oh. we're all over the place with our DNA in the first place. We just... <laughs> Just going around the world dropping DNA everywhere. <laughs> no, right? No, you're right. You're right. You're so right about that. And then don't have like your family members like on ancestry or something like that. That's also, yeah. you know. So, oh man. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Um, that just made me so nervous. Like the anxiety that just came over my body just now. Woo! The you know possibilities. What? You know right. what? Let me reassure you. I right. feel like this time they're going to be responsible with this new scientific mm. discovery. All right, but we're going to move on because we don't want to head down conspiratorial uh, lane here. No, no, no. I'm not even conspiracy-wise either. Well, I mean, it's technically like, not a conspiracy. It's actually a thing now, so. <laughs> it, you can't, it, it can't it's be a conspiracy happening. if it's, it's real. 
is happening. <laughs> so. It's already here. There is a whole hard drive of human DNA. But I don't think, I don't know if it's actually made. Well, it has to be in some capacity. Like, they got to have prototypes and stuff at this point. But we're going to move on. The earth is going to be woman. All right, here we go. <laughs> My, I was, I was also still surfing the internet. And I was, I stumbled upon this article uh, at npr.org. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, the title here is, is, is dealing with the virus of the corona. And it says, U.S. life expectancy fell by 1.5 years in 2020. That's the biggest drop since World War II. And like I said, this is basically because of the virus that we've been hit with. We lost a lot of lives. I don't have the exact number, but I think we talked about that at one point in our last season at the beginning. Yeah, so um, wait. And it's, it's risen since then, for sure, since the last time we talked numbers. I, I, it has risen, but I don't think it's risen by, like, the way it was rising initially. And we do okay. have a Delta variant out as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, here in the article, it says COVID-19 contributed to 74% of the decline in life expectancy from 78.8 years in 2019 to 77.3 years in 2020, according to the CDC's National Center for Health Statistics. It was the largest one-year decline since World War II when life expectancy Mm. dropped by 2.9 years between 1942 and 1943. Hispanic and Black communities saw the biggest decline. And for African-Americans, life expectancy dropped by 2.9 years from 74.7 years in 2019 to 71 in 2020. So 71.8 in 2020. So, as always, the African-American and other people of color, maybe, so always get, like, the biggest drop. Yeah. That's really unfortunate. But, yeah, make sure, I mean, if you want to read it yourself, it's an article Green Green Hell. I'm pretty sure I butchered the hell out of that uh, that name. So, yeah. That was my. Uh, but it's the life expectancy transition. one, right? Hmm? It's the life expectancy one, right? Yes. U.S. life expectancy five years. That's the, that's the article. Crazy, right? Crazy insanity. But that's, but that's my around the internet moment for today. Um, insanity. Life expectancy dropping. <laughs> Ooh, the biggest drops, the biggest decline since one World War II. One, one, one year, year one year decline. Yeah, I mean, you gotta preference that thing correctly, you know. So, if you've seen the poster, let's get into today's topic. If you've seen the poster, you definitely seen Drake Bell, Velveteen Dream, and you saw Ali Michael on the cover. And at the beginning of the, of the episode, I told you what grooming was. These three um, celebrities in particular probably had some of the biggest moments in grooming recently on the internet, sexual grooming on the internet. 
Uh, of course, the Me Too movement had a bunch of wrestlers uh, exposed. In fact, um, WWE UK had a few wrestlers that they let go of. Pretty much a, a, a chunk of that roster was mm, let go. A chunk? Yeah, a few people and some from their, C, uh, from their CWC Cruiserweight uh, division as well was let go of, including Velveteen Dream, which actually held on to his job way after the controversial uh, tweets and messaging was released about him. In that messaging, there was a young man who said Velveteen basically contacted him or they contacted each other some kind of way. And they were, you know, they were messaging and DMing. And eventually Velveteen allegedly asked for pictures of the young man. And I think Whoa. the dream sent some pictures of himself to him as well. Whoa. Yeah. So it got really bad. Whatever WWE, um, they did an investigation or whatever the investigation entailed. After everybody that was let go, he was not let go. He wasn't let go till months later. And they even tried to maintain the push and stuff. So it kind of has a lot of back and forth between the wrestling community, because I'm a part of that on Twitter, um, whether or not there was actual evidence found. It was, I don't think there was actually any police or anything involved. Hmm. I didn't even know Velveteen Dream was in all of I didn't even realize, yeah. you know, exactly what happened with him. And, you know, that's just... But I did know that, you know... It took. I do know that the WWE took a little while to release some, though. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, doesn't matter what I feel personally. I'm always let the investigation play out. Yeah. Before you start making all kinds of crazy statements and stuff, because you're just gonna embarrass yourself and add more vitriol and more confusion to a situation. So is that what they were waiting for? I'm not sure. It may have been some backstage pushback. Mm. As to why he was actually released. Because I do remember Triple H putting out a statement basically saying they were behind him and they did their own investigation and they didn't find any reason to release him. And legally, that may actually be true. Morally, though, different story. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. I think that's the thing people don't understand. There's a difference between legality and morals. Yeah. There is a huge difference yeah. because the things that are legal aren't really moral at all. Like that, when you sit down and look at the Constitution, man. Right. And <laughs> that and the fact that this is a multi-billion dollar corporation. They have investors. They have rules. They have regulations. They have things in place that they have been building on for years rules that they have been building on for years and to just fire a person without the proper evidence could mm. be blowback to them so they have to be careful with how they navigate things and that's not to say wwe is uh exonerated by any means it's just mm. saying because they do play loose with their rules like all the time so right it's kind of hard to be like yeah that's definitely what happened when we really don't know, you know? But he did recently try to, they did, he did recently get booked on the show and they had to take him off the show because of Twitter backlash. Mm. 
this now this is a non WWE show. He's been fired for months now, but yeah. This oh, okay. But listen, if, that's still wild, gonna, though. Yeah, if anybody gonna get you, if the law misses you, Twitter never forgets. Twitter never forgets. Somebody on Twitter is gonna always remember something. Yeah. It's never going to go away. That's why you gotta be careful with the decisions that you're making. Like that shit's gonna stick with you forever. It will, and you know, I it don't matter fan. how many how many years went by. It don't. I was a fan of her, and I've been a fan of a lot of these celebrities and stuff. So, you know, the I'm not really these, hip. I'm not really hip of a. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying. You know, it's. For those people who's like, well, I'm a fan and I don't want to believe this stuff, you know, I get it. It's really hard to be mm -hmm. a fan of someone and then these allegations come up. You don't want to believe that the person you've been investing your time and your money in would do something like this. But, you know, step away and put yourself in those victim shoes. Yeah. And I think you'll have a different feeling about how things go. Mm -hmm. That was me and Michael Jackson. Oh, man. Michael Jackson was... Technically, from all the allegations that was pushed against him, he was considered a groomer. He was considered, yeah, he definitely was considered a groomer. That was heartbreaking. It was. I think the black community really wanted to stand behind Michael. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, when these things happen, what do you, like, how do you really feel about them? Like like you said, Michael Jackson, you were a fan. In that moment when you were coming up hearing this, how did you, uh, what was your reaction, your initial reactions? Well, coming up as a fan, because, you know, born in the 90s or whatever, uh, all you see is Michael Jackson, but there was the, like in the culture, there was like this running joke of like, you know, the black ham and the white ham and things like that. Yeah. And how, you know, there's a huge conspiracy against Michael and they want to take him out. So as a young child, there was times where I believed that, you know, it was just a ploy against him and everything. Mm -hmm. But as I got an older, I had to be, it was probably like right after he passed. Because he passed, yeah, like, right after he passed. Because I think he passed, like, what, 2009? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I was, like, 19 at the time. So around that time, that's when I started, like, really looking at things for what it was. And mm -hmm. then I was like, nah, he was more than likely a groomer. And it's heartbreaking it because these huge iconic stars legend legends living let well he's not living anymore but legends that lived during your time on this earth and they're fucking sick to their head so they started to make me think like greats of the past how sick were they right because you had people like Elvis and a few others in that era as well, dating young as well. They said, yeah, they said I, um, Elvis was also a groomer. Well, I think it's actually public knowledge that he was married to a woman that was underage. Yeah, and, but even in the Bible, it, this is where things get convoluted, especially talking about the past. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in Elvis's time, but like, mm -hmm. let's say biblical time period. 
you know, a lot of people, you were a woman at like 12, 13. Yeah, as soon as your period starts, you're a woman and you can be sold up and you could be sold off to like whatever. <laughs> you can be wherever your your uh family wants to send you. That's where you're going. Yeah, so I think it's Whoever important. made the best deal, basically. Yeah, so I, I, I think the nuance there and it is very important. I'm going to say it that way. It is very important that you realize that times change, perceptions mm -hmm. change as we learn more, as we learn more about the mental capacity of our youth, as mm -hmm. we learn more about how big of a difference it really is between adult and young. Because sometimes I know you see like a year and you're like, oh, they're 17 and they're 16. It's just a year. But the things that you're exposed to when you're 18, you know, 16, 17, they're not exposed to. At least mm -hmm. not normally, you know? Yeah. All right. We're going to jump back into this subject. So Allie Michael mm -hmm. is a model. I think she's in her 30s now. This article that I'm reading, I think this situation actually happened a few years ago, back in 2017. But I don't know if you're familiar with Stranger Things, the show. I'm pretty sure most of us are. I know you probably, you know the show. I know the show. I haven't watched it. I know the show, though. Um, one of the leads, I forgot his name. It's been a while. Uh, ben Woodhart, which is, Wolfhart, I'm sorry, which is, A, one of the... Isn't that with Is it Wolfhart? I, I don't know. Wolford. Look, it's spelled W-O-L-F-H-A-R-D. Oh, Wolfhart. So Finn Wolfhart was 14 at the time in 2017, where he got added on Instagram by the 27-year-old model, uh, what did I say her name was? Allie Michael. How old was he? He was 14 at the time. And, and she was 27? Yes. And she basically said, not to be weird, but hit me up in four years. So she's 27, and she's telling this 14-year-old kid to hit her up in four years. And I bring this up because, A, we usually don't see these type of grooming situations. And this is how they usually, how they can. How it can start. Mm -hmm. But this young man was smart enough to realize what was happening here. <laughs> and it, his response was, which is kind of, it was kind of epic, though. But he was basically like, yeah, that's gross. And it's crazy. It's nuts. He said it was nuts and it was gross. And it was weird. And then she came back and she apologized. Ew. But I, I'm sure it's something she, she nice wants to put behind thing. her. But I just wanted to point that out that we always get sexual misconduct one way. We always see it as men preying on either younger boys, like with the Catholic Church, or men preying on women on the internet. But it can come from anywhere. I can. It doesn't no. matter what gender you are. It does not. It doesn't matter what gender. It doesn't. If you're an adult and you're praying on a child, you're grooming that child. We've seen you're grooming. People, and you're gross. What was that? You're Woody the scum Allen? of the earth. Like Woody Allen. Remember him? I think he dated his daughter or something like that. And what? Was Excuse like me? Daughter. Was it like his stepdaughter or something like that? Or adopted daughter? I can't really remember. You just made my stomach hurt, up. But yeah, these things was happening years ago. Like, this is not some new phenomenon. It's not. It is not. Grooming has been around for a very long 
long time. And let's not even we need like to we were saying before we do. Like before you were saying in the beginning um, of this conversation, how it was more acceptable. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like some mental thought patterns for some people just don't evolve through time and it's just passed down through generation and these people think that it's okay and it's not it's sick it's extremely sick uh when you said how she said that to him holla at me for years it recalled that one lyric was it mac main and the song every girl I will oh, shuck yeah. a fuck every girl in the world. Yeah, you know yeah. the song. Yeah. And he goes, in about year, in about three years, holla at me, Molly Cyrus. And at the and at the time, Molly Cyrus was definitely underage. He was a grown ass man in his late twenties, maybe early thirties. Yeah. You I know can... what I'm saying? And he said that there wasn't yeah. no huge outrage or anything like it was totally accepted it was just funny people was funny thought it was funny because they thought that you know they saw what he was saying was like a premonition to like her wholeness that was on his way or that he saw something in her but in reality when you're listening to the song he wanted to fuck her in three years there, when it was legally okay yeah, that's basically to what do it that. They put it out there. That's exactly what it was. I mean, let's see. Mila Kunis in, Ew. what was it, that 70s show? People were talking about her. Um, and she was underage at the she time. She was underage. Um, who else? Who else? Zendaya. That's one of the recent ones that everybody was on the countdown for. And it's crazy because as a male, I'm usually around conversations of other males and you definitely huh? see the I'm saying I'm in conversations with other men because I know men. And um they usually have the men talk and it's like, yeah, when that chick gets 18, she gonna be bad. As soon as one of them niggas say some nasty shit like that, go on his ass. That's nasty as shit. I never forget when this one dude told me, Oh yeah, Sasha gonna be a problem talking about Sasha Obama. And I was like, nigga, that's nasty. That is gross. You a grown ass man looking at this little girl. All right. So and honestly, we're gonna keep it real because some women, some young girls do be looking like some grown ass women sometimes. I'm not we're we're gonna keep it real. Absolutely. But when you know that this little girl is a little ass fucking girl, you don't make comments like that. I mean, they was all in the catch me outside girls inbox too. Disgusting. It is. And I'm not going to sit here and like throw rocks. I was also a 16, 17, 18 year old male as well, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I was in those conversations, I didn't check those guys because in my mind, it was just everyday conversation, which is something But you were 16, that, 17, 18. That's yeah, in the same age range. Yeah. I'm talking about niggas grown. I mean, you're talking 30, <laughs> 20, 26, 27, 30. I get it. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying I was also in that mentality. When I hear it, it's just like, uh, okay, they said that. I know they can't in my mind. This is what this is how you think in those moments. You're like, 
They can't touch them. It, it's not. It, it doesn't matter. I didn't realize that it absolutely did matter. You know, and mm -hmm. the older I get. And no, I'm not doing the whole because I have a daughter thing. I think that's the dumbest statement ever. You should be right because it's the right thing to do, not because you have a daughter. That's dumb. Thank you. Thank but you. The older I get. I hate niggas that say that too. I'm sorry I keep on saying niggas. But I hate dudes because it's not, it's, I feel like black men and niggas are two completely different species. But. <laughs> uh, I, it be straight niggas that say that and it's just uh it irks my nerves because it's like you said why can't you just be a good person yeah i mean i don't see you have a mother anymore. first before you had a daughter not because you got a mother what if yeah, you got like a sister you've been around females or, or what if life. or what if you was born a woman would you want to be treated like that like i just don't understand <laughs> i just I, don't get me. I can only tell you from my experiences and the mindset that I would have been in in those moments and in the mindset that I was before I got my shit together mentally it mm -hmm. was like it's just everyday talk like you hear this type it's water cooler talk it's mm -hmm. the same reason half of the men in America didn't react to when President Trump said grab her by the pussy because it's just mm -hmm. how they talk when they're with their friends and he's like it was a private conversation that was one thing you know and these are private conversations for the most part and but once these conversations became public conversations in chat rooms, and then they got even more public on Facebook walls, and then they got even more public with Twitter and, and on Instagram, and we started to evolve as humans, and we're like, yo, there's a Not group that. of us that was like, that shit's gross as fuck, and we shouldn't be talking like that, no matter if you can't touch that person. There because now, because you. now you're just perpetuating the same misogynistic toxic behaviors i know we're tired of that word but it's it true is what it is. it's, it's heavy true, right now because the misogyny is heavy same, yeah and we're continuing these same practices and we're not fixing them and in order for us to fix them is we have to call them out and that's the part that i didn't realize yes i cringed when i heard the when you see those people that's counting down to someone turning 18 but i never stood up to it it was like yo that's that you're bugging that's weird like don't don't do that it's one you know thing to, to not know how to because, like you said, there was honestly everyone that's pretty much a millennial. We're we're changing the path of life right now. Yeah, so, we're definitely going against everything we've been taught. The things that we did not agree with, it was when we were able to actually start having these conversations. We didn't know how to have these conversations, yeah. so a lot of us probably even backed away or even just not mess with those people anymore. But True. now that we have a voice, we've learned how to navigate through the conversation. It's a lot easier. So you can't. I can understand not having the conversation as soon as possible, but at least it's being held. Yeah. You know, yeah, because we're definitely getting better. Because, like you said, these conversations have been held in private for so long. Shit, the KKK been having <laughs> conversations in private too. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> like, they still having conversations in private. They still having conversations. But we're not going to get into that. That's going to take us not to a whole today. Other trip. We still got a few things today. to talk about before we we end this conversation on grooming because I still want to give you a few factors about it. Do we have? To I do have one. Oh, we already talked about R. Kelly. No, we have not talked about R. Kelly, but before we get into R. Kelly, which right now is technically like the king of grooming at this point, we got to talk about Drake Bell because I think his situation is a little weird. 
Um, yeah, anyway. let's talk about Drakey Drake. All right, so we, we brought him up last week on the show. Drake Bell is basically, you know, Drake and Josh, that guy. Um, so Drake met one girl's family. I can't find her name right now, but he met. We're just gonna call her the victim here, for the sake of what it is. He met the victim when she was like 14, 15, something like that. She was young. And they have a relationship. Like his family, I mean, her family and him are cool. Like they've been interacting. And I guess by way of him interacting with the family, he interacted with the little girl because she was a huge fan. Her auntie introduced him. So, um, bear with me. We're going to get through it, I promise. So. I got my seat. I got my seatbelt on. I got it buckled up. I got it buckled up. The aunties began to bring her around Drake often, I guess, whenever they were in town with him because she was a super fan. We're going to skip all the other details. We're going to talk about the moment that her auntie brought her to a hotel room. And apparently Drake was asking her to do sexual things to him inside of the room, but her auntie was outside the door. Also, there was also a moment where the young lady was in the car. That I guess the auntie may have been in the front seat or driving or something. And Drake and the young lady was in the back seat of the car. Oh my and God. apparently, allegedly, he performed, well, she performed or sex on him or something like that. Whoa. That also happened in the Yo. hotel room. That also supposedly happened in the hotel room. So, so the, I didn't again, know all of the this auntie, happened. The auntie was in the front seat of the car. I got my finger on the button. I can take my seatbelt off. No, not yet. So, <gasps> so Drake ends up getting community service. I think he got like two hundred hours of community service. And in the court case, this is where these details start to come out after the sentencing and stuff, because she's talking to him. And who's she? The auntie. No, the girl. The auntie the is, girl supposed, is the aunt, they're saying the auntie didn't know these things was happening. That's what makes the case weird. Because the oh, auntie was outside the door, God. the auntie was in the front seat. I think the auntie is estranged oh. from the family because they're upset at her, but it was things inside of this case that the that Drake, I mean her team, the victims team didn't bring up that the girl brought up afterwards, which was the hotel incident, the car incident. And anything involving with the basically the auntie driving her or bringing her to places or being right outside the door or being inside of the car when these things was happening. Because how do you not know that these things are happening inside of the car when you, you know, you're, you're right there. You're in the front seat. <laughs> Did you not turn around? And also, there was Take my seatbelt off. What would I say? There, was some, there were some messages and stuff that may have been uh, given. And I think Drake's fiance or wife or whatever intercepted him and basically start answering for Drake. And they said she was, he was saying, the victim was saying that they were trying to like make it all go away in a sense. So I don't know. He, like I said, he only got 200 hours of community service. The girl is now, the girl is a woman now. She's 19. And Meanwhile, when she was saying they were on a Zoom call in the court and he was on one screen, she was on another screen and she was explaining all this stuff that wasn't 
presented in court. I I think it wasn't presented in court because he looked like he was shocked that he was hearing it. And you know what I'm saying? It just it just didn't it didn't come off as easy as it should have. Like if this was a real grooming case and it was real sexual assault here, it should have been way easier to get this out. Okay, first of all, it's definitely a grooming case, but this one is a special case because the auntie definitely got something to do with it. I'm taking that seatbelt off. What is going on? She talking about something she didn't know anything was going on, and she driving. The little girl was giving him what? Fellatio in the back seat, and she driving. How you not going to see that? How do you not see that? Because you're not looking or you're ignoring it. Yeah, you don't look out your back window. You're looking at the rear view. If you're driving, you have to look in the rear looking. view mirror. You, bruh, I was so pissed. That's what I was like. <laughs> when you said that, yay. Okay. On top of, I feel like this aunt should also be charged. I agree. I she should also be charged because. If he's supposed to be a friend of the family, each time this girl and him are together having something going on, and the auntie's there each time, or more often than not, why isn't she being charged? I don't know. I feel like... Then on top of that, the little girl... She was a little girl at the time, now she's 19. Now she's 19. So now she fucked up. And thinking that this is the love of her life. That's what it seems like. Oh, I want this to go away. And this man got a whole wife. I didn't even know he had a wife. A wife or a fiance or something close to a wife. But yeah. That's even more disgusting. It is. It's all disgusting. Dog, like... They say you never really know who you're laying next to sometimes. That's true, but I don't know. It, It all doesn't... Listen, either the auntie really knew what was happening or this shit wasn't going down that way. That's the only two choices. Now, was he grooming? Probably. But he I don't know. Definitely if, was grooming that girl. I don't know. If she's I don't know hitting if it went to sexual assault, though. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't Brody. know. If it moved on to sexual Brody. I don't know. How old were they, how were they how old how old was she when that I think like 14? Let's see. In her statement Monday, the woman accused the actor of grooming her since she was 12. Sent her graphic Twelve. photos. It says they, that he was sending her graphic photos and engaging in sexual misconduct in two separate incidents, all of which Bell's lawyer denied. My Twelve. life hasn't been the same since I was 15. I think about these crimes every single day. I feel like I'm in a constant dark place. Sometimes I wish I could disappear so I can forget about what happened. She concluded that Jared Drake Bell is a pedophile and that his legacy, and that is his legacy. Bell, whose first name is Jared, pleaded guilty via Zoom to a felony attempted child endangerment and misdemeanor charge of disseminating matter harmful to juveniles in June. The 35-year-old actor initially pleaded not guilty to the charges, but explained his decision to accept the plea deal during the sentencing hearing Monday. Today, I accept this plea because my conduct was wrong. I'm sorry that the victim was harmed in any way. That was obviously not my intention. Bell said in a brief statement, I have taken the matter very, very seriously. And again, I just want to apologize to her 
and anyone else who may have been affected by my actions. His lawyer uh, stated that this uh, the guilty plea and sentence reflect conduct for Mr. Bell did that he accepted the responsibility. This is when, after all that happened, then that's when she went and added the um, the sexual misconduct and relations and all that good stuff. So my whole thing is. Grooming, yes, it's hard to say yes or no to because they did not bring any of that up. You know what I'm saying? If you had an open, if you had an open and shut case like that, if you were a lawyer and you had the information that your first of all, you got a celebrity. This dude is not a small time celebrity. No. So you got a huge case here. This is. This is almost Bill Cosby level. Uh, what's the other guy? Bill Cosby. Um, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Harvey Weinstein. You. This is like a open shut moment here. It's huge. I. Why did you not continue with that part of the story? You know. I'm, I'm That's, just, why I'm baffled. That's why I'm baffled here. I, I'm really at a loss of words as well because it's just. 200 hours oh, just mm. well it is the lesser charge yeah i don't know why because is it because it's, is it because it's not multiple girls coming up i don't even know if he actually is it because he was anything? a friend of the family i don't know if he actually sent any like exactly I can't like, say it's because, because he's young what you mean? Because Drake is still pretty young? He ain't young. He older than me, ain't he? Right, he's in his 30s, but compared to everybody else who's been in this uh, situation, he's he's considerably younger than all of them. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you're all right. the major, the major stuff. Your, your Weinstein, you're right. your Cosby. You're right. Yes, he does. Even he the, does. What's the dude from uh, NBC? He was like in his 40s, 50s too. You're right. Matt Lauer. Is that Matt? Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been so many of these that it's, it's not really hard to keep up with, but it's just like, yo, Hollywood got an issue here. And I doubt they ever solve it. And I'm not saying that the girl's allegations is not true. I'm just saying it's, as a lawyer, with a case like this, if I had a case like this, I'm going all the way. I'm trying to get everything. All right, so let's switch gears. And you wanted to talk about R. Kelly? Yeah, I guess we can since he's in the news right now and the topic is grooming. What the hell Kels do this time? Well, according to various sources, he's actually being, um, prosecutors are bringing up new evidence that he has sexual abuse against a young male back in 2006. Wow. As well as some more sex trafficking as uh racketeering and he also tried to bribe someone he tried what to bribe the, the yeah in february how are you gonna bribe somebody i thought he was like there was a lack of funds going on over there well people lie every day b <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to say i mean 
I'm not sure if we actually found out. Do we really know for a fact that he broke broke or? I just like, know he didn't have the rights to his music. The the record company definitely owns that. Um, really? So, and that he was low on funds. I think one of the girls was staying at or something like that. Hmm. So yeah, I mean we. I mean, what is there left to be said about R. Kelly at this point, though? Like. Surprising anymore. Like I already had a feeling that, you know, after watching the surviving R. Kelly on Lifetime, I had already had the feeling that he was like pretty much, you know, into boys too. What was stopping him? You know, I didn't watch Surviving R. Kelly. That's how tired of R. Kelly news I was. Twitter had me covered. They was like releasing every single situation. Oh, yeah. Twitter was if you, yeah, if you, when it when it dropped, Twitter definitely was booming, booming. Like <laughs> they was going in. Uh, so you don't really necessarily have to watch it, but no, go support if you want to support. I, after always... watching it, yeah, I, had, I think I was watching. Wherever I was working at the time, I was watching it with, you know, my co-workers and things. Mm-hmm. And it was just, oh, wow, oh, you know how other people are. And yeah. me, I'm just sick the entire time. Like, ugh, ugh. But, like, what was stopping him? I wasn't surprised when the allegations of this young boy came out. 17-year-old young male. Yeah. That he met that he met in a McDonald's parking lot. That's the part that's tripping me out. <laughs> Listen, man, Kels is one of them people that turned out to be really controlling. Mm-hmm. And he liked his environment to be whatever he wanted his environment to be. And I think in his mind, he felt like he was invincible. Mm-hmm. And, this, and for a long time, he was. But as you can see, that invincibility only goes so far. That's how, that's how I kind of feel like his money was running out. Because I'm like, whatever invincibility shield he was rocking with, the funds either ran low or the gas is gone or whatever, but he ain't having no more. Somebody talked, they wanted, you know, <laughs> when the money run out, I, listen, I'm not saying victims don't come out for the sake of coming out, but aside from the victims, you somebody else had to be leaking some shit. That's all I'm saying. That's, all, that's I'm going to leave it at that. I don't know. That, I don't know. I feel like with the whole R. Kelly thing, the victims weren't happy because of what happened previously like it, it says that he met that little boy well that young man 17 year old male young boy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> in the mcdonald's parking lot in 2006 and that made me feel like he was hitting on dudes that i was going to high school with like while while i was in school like what r kelly was definitely the dude from college coming back to holler at the high school students yeah trifling What's crazy is I knew guys like that too. I feel like during that time, because especially at that time, he was also going through that case with the other young lady. I forgot her name. But um, everyone knows the case, you know, with the video of Mm -hmm. him urinating on the woman and, well, the young girl. And and, something like that. Artist Sparkles. He was an artist of R. Kelly, I believe. Oh, I thought that was a whole nother story. Oh, that's another story. Yeah, I thought that was a whole nother story. I, I don't know. I thought that was the same. See, it's so many. It's all starting to come together. Like, Yeah, I thought that was a whole... You're talking about Sparkle, the... um The singer. 
the singer. Yeah, I think that's a whole nother story. That wasn't her in that video. Oh, I know that wasn't her. Oh, oh. But I was okay. saying, wasn't that not her niece? I think it was like her niece or something. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. I was saying like oh, that was her okay, niece. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then apparently he had something. She had something going on with him when she was on the age too. Yeah. Apparently, I'm. It, man, listen. Anyway, um, he was going through that at the time, and he got off of that case because all because they said you know certain body parts didn't match up and yeah. he didn't have like a mole on his back or whatever so a lot a lot of the victims probably just never gave up and then what 2018 19 hit and they're like we're gonna take him down you know yeah because Honestly, R. Kelly was all over the early 2000s, 2002, from 2000 to about 2008, I want to say, maybe even 2009. That's that whole decade for real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, had, from... Had, these, had R. Kelly not been, and I'm not trying to go into this too deep, but I'm just saying, had R. Kelly not been in any of this trouble, he would definitely still be one of, if not the reigning artist of our time, like, he would well, be. He would definitely be right at the top of this thing. He would actually be the real king of R&B, but we can't would. say that because he's a sicko. Well, that's true. That's a wrap for any of that. And I listen, I, I'm for, I am the type that let work stands for itself, but... And it's hard, BK. No, I think you could definitely separate the art. Do you know how many trouble artists there are? Like that we celebrate everybody, all of artwork. like literally most of them. Everybody, <laughs> so it's like it, every I, single last one of them. So I don't have to buy any of this stuff because a most of the R. Kelly stuff can already had, you know. Right. So it's not like I'm buying anything new. I, I don't. Really right. I'm not buying anything new. I'm and, not really streaming it. Yeah, when his songs come up in my playlist, I kind of skip it because, hey, I don't be in the It's not even just kid. his songs. That's why I was saying, like, that's why it gets hard because he's all, when I say all over, not just his music. Uh, everybody he else produced, is right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? He was writing music. He was all over, everywhere. Every, just about every artist that was hot between 2000, 2009, just about every artist, Kells was on it. And it's hard, like you said, like think about it. Bill uh, responsible for uh, producing a lot of stuff. Bill Cosby, yeah, he produced a lot of stuff. He was in a yeah. lot of stuff with other people, different world, Fat Albert, Harvey Weinstein, too. The Weinstein Company hang that up, too. They, Bruh, they had every movie ever. <laughs> it's like literally almost everything you everything. consume. Like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to mess with Microsoft too much, so I don't buy no Xbox, but then you got to have that operate system on your PC, or you, you or you eat McDonald's french fries. Let's not, is grown on Bill Gates' property, so. Let's not talk that. about companies that's been here that used to either buy or sell slaves either, like, that's what people don't understand, like, everything has, just about everything that we consume has a dark past, yes. in just about every entertainer that was huge, every genius, it's fucked up. Yeah, there's no way you can get around with supporting them. You might not buy. Have you ever tried to go in the store and not buy a Nabisco product? Uh, you can hang that. Have you ever piece. tried to not buy something underneath Johnson & Johnson? Have you ever not tried to buy something 
You said Nabisco. What's another good one? Half of Mars. No, I think Mars might be owned by Nabisco. Too. I don't even remember. The list I is think so Mars huge. Mars is under Nabisco. The list is huge. Nestle. Nestle. Oh, God. Nestle is like super juggernaut. Super. Right. Right. And then, so and then if you don't listen, if you don't buy their product directly, you're buying it indirectly. And so, there you go. That's exactly what I was about to say. So, you know, there you go. I, you might you like, yeah, I'm gonna go uh support this black owned company right here because I know all they stuff organic. Yeah, but that don't mean that the water they using ain't owned by Nestle because they own water reserves. Uh that don't mean that an ingredient inside of their product. Yeah, you bought this candy bar from a small business, but that don't mean the chocolate that they use is like theirs. Where do you think they got it from? That's what that's always been one of my dreams, actually, is to be a like an outsell for chocolate. I mean, good luck. Like that's a that's an admirable industry to be inside of. Actually. I'm no, I'm hip. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> before we jump off the bandwagon again of this conversation. Let me let me read this article to you. The article uh -oh. is uh, is actually from 2017 from Allure.com. Listen, don't don't judge where the source is, but it's a good source. It's a good source. What is sexual grooming? Seven things to know about this abuse tactic. And this was written in 2017. All right. So number one, anyone can be a victim. Uh -huh. State that again. Anyone. Anyone. Victim. Anyone, no matter who you are. We have moments where we shame victims, and I definitely don't want to come off that way or do that here on our show because it's hard. It's a thin line when you have to walk between giving the evidence of something and giving, I don't want to say your opinion, but just how it looks. Because a lot of times it's real easy to slip off into that. And we do mm -hmm. that in society really like a lot. We're like, yeah, we're explaining this case, but then, you know, you're trying to prove your favorite celebrity or something like that. But anyway, that's how I'm sorry. But yeah, anyone can be a victim. No one is immune to grooming. Mm -hmm. Grooming can occur at any age, and it has to, it has a great deal to do with gullibility, insecurity, religion, and culture. It starts by targeting a vulnerable person, then building trust. Y'all got that. That happens all the time. Like, you know someone, you might not know you know someone, but you know somebody at least that knows somebody else that's been in that position. Because you say it all the time, man, I wish she wouldn't, if she just walk away. You know, mm. when you hear about a V situation, she could leave. She could leave whenever she wants to. It's Sometimes not that mentally, easy. it's really hard to do that. It's not that easy. In any type of abusive relationship, it's not that easy. Especially when you're dealing with grooming, like these people has been have been promised things and shown things and given things, and it just builds over years, you guys. Like, all right, number two, it often starts with friendship, and that's like the hardest thing. Uh huh. You know how tight we are with oh, our friends. We're friends, yeah. Yeah, you know how we're tight we are friends. with our friends. You know how it is, and. It kind of goes into that conversation of men and women can't be friends or, you know, and that's a slippery slope. too. We're going to talk about that on the show, too. We might get into that in the next few weeks, but I'm just saying. Uh, let's move on. Number three. 
perpetrators use favors and promises to build trust. Mm. Hey, if you do this for me, listen, I got you. Don't worry about you. Don't worry about that. I got it. I got you. Perpetrators make promises Mm -hmm. to build build trust. trust. They do that all the time. Man, I what? Hate- listen, That's the fact. Listen, do you know how hard it is to research these things and then realize that you know a person? Like, obviously, I know I keep saying that, but it is really hard when you recognize. You're like, damn. I'm about to speak that right now. All right, here we go. Number four, secrecy is common is a common characteristic of grooming. Hey, don't Ooh. make secrecy. Make sure okay. you don't tell nobody about us. Uh-huh. They can't mm-hmm. find out about this. Don't tell don't your mom. Tell your don't mom. tell your dad. Don't mm-hmm. tell your best friend. Don't, don't tell, tell your cousin. anybody. Why that be a secret? Right? I don't want nobody to know about this yet. We'll tell them. Talking. Hey, then they'll tell them. And then you go back to that promise thing, right? Oh, no. We're going to tell them when I'm ready. I promise we're going to mm-hmm. let them know. It's just that easy. Number five. Grooming can be difficult to distinguish from romance. They play the head games. They tell you they love you. They don't they love They tell me. you you're beautiful. I'm still believe. I'm still believing that damn lie. <laughs> from it's so easy. From like, folks my age. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard to distinguish for some people. I mean, yeah, you could be. You don't want to be that person that's just skeptical of everything. I get it, but man, you really got to be careful with what people say to you. And and how they're saying it, you got to pay real close attention. Number six, victims can get out. Yeah, you can get out. Like, have conversations with people. When you tell them, hey, this is what's happening with me and my new guy. What you think? And as a friend, you should be open and honest. And as a person, you should receive that and not think that your friend is being jealous. Okay? Like, that's an important one, too. Because we we stop communicating when we have fear of somebody wanting to take stuff that's ours. But in reality, sometimes they just really want to help you. Learn learn how to discern in between those two. And that also comes with knowing who your friends are. Like if you if it's your friend and you trust them, nine times out of ten, they're not gonna want to hurt you. A real friend nope. won't. A real friend don't want to hurt you. It's a fact. Okay, so um it also here it gives a hotline um, for a victim connect resource center, and that number here is eight five five four eight four two eight four six. And the domestic abuse, uh, domestic violence hotline is one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. Thank you. Uh, family members and friends can help, but it's important for them to thread to tread carefully. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the one I had to learn because I've never been through it, but I've known so many people that have, and it's like you kind of have to you're telling them, hey, you know, I'm I'm here for you, I want to be here for you, but then I, I used to let my anger get in the way, <laughs> you know, because I'm like I'm tired of telling you this shit, but I was wrong on that part. Like you have to be delicate in these situations. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure you're taking time because a victim, sometimes there's a mental element there that you, it's a barrier you have to break. 
And it is really hard to break that barrier. You can't you can't break the barrier. They got yeah, they gotta the, break it on their own. The, yeah, there you go. You're right. There You're you absolutely go. right. You cannot break that barrier. It doesn't matter how much love you give to a person that's going through a beast. It doesn't matter how much what it doesn't matter whatever you're saying to them. If they're not ready to break that barrier, they're not gonna break it. Yeah, yeah. So you just you have to be patient. As a as a loved one, you just have to be patient. And you have to be there for them. Because when and if and when that falls that fall happen, you have to make sure that they know that you're not judging them. You know? You have to make sure you say, Hey, I'm here for you as a friend. But you also have to build that trust as a friend before you get to that moment. You can't just jump in day two and like, here I am. Before we end the episode, I want to give this uh, hotline one more time. And that's the Victim Connect Resource Center. That's 8554-2846 or 8554-VICTIM. And the Domestic Abuse Hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE. 1-800-799-SAFE. Or, or you can text START to 88788. And you can also get on the website and chat. All right. We got a lot of options these these yeah, days and times. And that website is this is like the second time we've given this website. It's, yeah, it is. It's the hotline.org. All right. Yeah. If you got do you have anything else to add before I end the show? No, I think we hit well actually I do. Let's talk about some music really, really fast. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I have not actually stumbled across any music because I've been patiently waiting for this Kanye West album to drop. Remember when we talked about it last episode and you were yeah. like, if we knew, if, if Kanye would have dropped the album, we would have known. I yeah. missed the live stream, but I caught a couple of little, you know, sneaks, sneaky peeks. How was it? I missed all of that. You missed all of it? I was mad oh, too. I'm excited. I'm definitely excited for this album, but I don't know when it's going to drop. It was supposed to drop Friday, but who knows? All I know is Jigga Man dropped a verse I on know. one of the songs. <laughs> you know what, though? I, was it actually supposed to happen or was it just Jay-Z just being Jay-Z? Because we constantly okay. hear stories about Jay-Z jumping through and just dropping passes like, hey, I made a verse. Here you go, put it on your album. Nah, you got to listen to it. Because in one of the parts, he was like, it's the return of the throne. And I was like, what? <laughs> My mind. You gotta listen to the you gotta listen to the verse. But he Ooh. was teasing it. It didn't sound like he was really sincere yeah. about it. But when Jay-Z says something like that, it's more than likely yeah. it's gonna happen. There's some conversations that already been had. The fact that he's on Kanye's song. It's the fact that he got a verse on one of the songs. Yeah. And apparently, he dropped, he sent that verse in four o'clock that day before the stream. Because so originally, that verse didn't even exist. Because Jay Z liked to do things on the phone. That's how we roll. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo. Before we move on, Jay Z, I was like, I, I forgot that I did want to bring this up with you. I wanted to talk about this with you like two nights ago. This. <laughs> This Lupe, uh, this 
uh, versus uh, crap. What is his name? How did how did I lose his name? Luke got a versus coming out. No, no, it's not a versus. Him and uh, who's the dude that he does his damn podcast with? Uh, Lupe, the dude from uh the the Eminem group with with uh with Joe Budden, Royce the Five Nine. Fucking thank you. How did I forget his name? <laughs> oh my god! And he has such like a different name. <laughs> it is, but Royce. And, they got a song. And, and Lupe, no, they are dissing each other. This is dissing this is a full old rap battle. And oh my god! Oh, for real? How am oh I missing god. this? Oh my god! That that second round, I, I haven't tuned back into round three. I don't know if it's a round three, but the second round with the actual diss tracks, Brody. I guess both of them, both of them bringing the A game. And I'm not saying this because I'm biased to Lupe, but. I feel like Lupe actually did the homework a little bit better than Royce did on this one. Yo. Is, both artists are phenomenal. I'm not of taking course. that from either one of them. But I'm just saying, if I had to... BG likes Lupe, Lupe so a little far. bit better. Say what? You like, I said BK likes uh, Lupe a little bit better. I just do like Lupe bit. a little bit better. But like I promise you, this is not, this is not me being biased. Because I love both tracks. But Lupe, I believe you. Lupe was actually eating. He was eating on this track. I was like, "Yo, For real? I got." Don't get me wrong. Royce's is fucking amazing. Still. I believe it. But I, I just feel but like Lupe, Lupe had. But Lupe yeah. had his moment. That's because what you said. In say. a diss track, I think in a diss track it's important mm -hmm. for you to be concise. Yes, makes sense. Yes, you, gotta, you do. You gotta punch your punchlines in. You gotta yes, hit them, and you gotta be able to recognize them. Yeah, Royce and check is, that ass, check yeah. that ass, and everything. Royce had his, but you know how Royce is—he be subliminal, and then he start going off on mm -hmm. things, then he bring it back around. Mm -hmm. He was mm -hmm. like, "Nah, bruh, I'm coming right in for you. I'm, I'm oh. bringing heat right." I had so much fun listening. I got listen to it. I'm listening to it as soon as we finish. As soon as we're done today, I'm listening to it. Yes, definitely, definitely. If I can go back, if I need to find the uh, the links. I will, but I, I don't know where they are right now. But uh, anyway, oh, and my last thing, I found I found the old track that I was looking for for a while. They finally put it back on Spotify. It's uh, a Alon, Rock and Roll Gangster. It is the song in Boondocks when Riley found out that Gangster Licious is gay. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, rock and roll gangster, rock and oh, that's my theme song. I was like, oh, they put it back. It's on the playlist on the BK Space Show playlist, by the way. I got sent some tracks. I think, I, I, yeah, I got sent some tracks to the BK Space Show uh, playlist because listen, <laughs> there's a few of them drinks that I definitely need to be on that playlist for for sure, for sure. Oh yeah, we gotta get the DC player now. For sure, for sure. All right, y'all. We got to end the show. We went on way too long. I was not expecting to be on this long. We done had we thunderstorms. we always having a good time. Yes, yeah, was a whole thunderstorm that came in. They playing the slow jams upstairs. It's lit. Somebody was outside like, hey, hey, yo. <laughs> I think he was calling his girl or something. I don't know what was And I hope he found her because he sounded like he was real concerned. I, yeah, he I, I heard was. it in his voice. He was. See, you probably can hear that. I don't know if you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right space gang i hope you got the hotlines i hope you go check out the music check out the playlist head over to w this on spotify by the way the playlist yes the playlist yes space gang um, 
head over to www.bbkspadeshow.com where you can get blogs and, and merchandise like this. Look at that cup. Look at that. We got both. We got both. You can't really see it, but I tried. Um, you got to do the little influencer thing like this. And that's how you do it. And you gotta hold it closer. Oh, yeah, there snap. you go. Look at that. I'm there learning how go. to be an influencer on the spot, <laughs> y'all. Don't look at my cup. That's coffee. I'm drinking coffee because I was sleepy before we started. Yeah. But, it's okay. Um, it's yeah. been a long day. Uh, teacher, long day. Mug, all that masks. good stuff. At the, yeah, masks. Because you're going to need them because that Delta variant out here ain't playing no games, apparently. Yep. You need your mask, folks. Don't stop wearing that mask. Do not. Oh, yeah. And make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts. Yes. So, so you can give us a review and some stars. So we can oh, hit that wet. What we headed to? That top wet? That top 250, though. That's right. So we can get to that. Trying to get to that top 250. 250. Go give us some stars so we can get to that top 250. Please. Thank you. We, we love y'all. I know y'all love us. We do love you guys, though, like from the bottom of our hearts, like real life. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Real life. Have been BBK Space, and I'm here with my very lovely co-host nova k baby yeah all right space gang we about this thing 